Welcome to the Web3 Delight Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Harris. You can find me anywhere on social media as Podmaster Jay. We're gearing up for an exciting one-day conference in Lagos, Nigeria, where we'll bring together Web3 startups, developers, researchers, investors, marketers, all under one roof, both physically and virtually. And we're not just talking about the tech either, because Web3 is really a social movement towards transparency, inclusiveness, and ownership. But, (laughs) as usual, I'm getting carried away. I have some great guests lined up for you here, each of which is going to be speaking at the Web3 Delight Conference. So, I decided to sit down with them and give you, the listener, a bit of a sneak peek into what they'll be sharing at the event. In this episode, we're chatting with a senior recruitment manager at Blockchain Headhunter, Owen Healy. Owen has witnessed a massive growth in demand for blockchain talent as he helps blockchain companies to secure the industry's best and brightest talent. So, let's jump right into our conversation with Owen. For technical candidates, I would say that is relatively easy. If you have strong C++ or Rust experience or Node.js experience or Golang experience, yeah, the transition is very straightforward, I suppose. In terms of non-technical skills, however, it is a little bit difficult uh, to transition into the space, I suppose. Just, I suppose, it's a very new space, I suppose, and a lot of companies hiring within the space are still very myopic and haven't a full appreciation, I guess, for the skills that how transferable skills from the web two space can be applied to web three. So, but yeah, again, kind of it's, yeah, it's, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, obviously getting a lot of people asking me um, how to join. And yeah, so I suppose the first tip I always say is LinkedIn, build your social profile as best you possibly can constantly produce engaging content show a proof of interest um there's a lot of free online resources out there and yes i suppose we're seeing a huge shift i suppose there's a lot of people out of college matching into the space and even senior executives at major fine companies looking against the space so again yeah it, it is the it this is the 90s internet there's no question about that mm, i love that comparison to the 90s internet to Tell, tell me though, so you mentioned something that I think a, a lot of people are interested in. We know that there's a lot of space and a lot of recruitment happening for these tech roles, for the developer and programmer roles. But what type of uh, non-tech roles are, are companies looking for? Is it like project management, account management? Can you, can you help us out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I guess with respect to the non-technical side, the bear market has had an influence on the on the non-technical roles, the technical side of things isn't really too badly affected, to be perfectly honest. Uh, there's, I suppose the emphasis on a lot of these projects are on building again, whereas things like go-to-market strategy aren't as, I suppose, companies aren't as in, um, preoccupied about that at the moment, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. It's all about building the technology going forward, which is great. And I think the longer the bear market, the more robust the ecosystem and industry becomes but i guess with respect to the non-technical side yeah we recruit across various different spaces product marketing business development community developer relations human resources 
um, yeah, we have a wide spectrum of roles, but there's no doubt about it, I suppose, that the non-technical space has been affected. But that being said, there's still plenty of roles out there in the non-technical space. There's no doubt about that. Thanks for sharing some of that information, some some insider information with the audience here. Um, you, you know, I, I'd like to, to dive a bit deeper into, you know, sure. you, you mentioned you 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 love working in, in blockchain in, in Web3, and this is probably what you'll be doing for the rest of your life. I'd love to know what Web3 means to you. I suppose what Web3 means to me is, I guess, from a recruiter point of view, it means democratizing labor markets. And that's why I'm really looking forward to participating in this conference, the first of its kind in Lagos, uh, because I suppose it's all about proof of work in terms of talent. There's no barriers or the barriers are much less apparent in Web3 than the are in Web2. It's all about your talent, your skill set, what you bring to the table as an individual. A good Solidity developer, good Rust developer in Nigeria will command and a similar salary to one in San Francisco where the GDP is much higher. And clients are very, very much flexible in terms of they don't mind to a large degree where the candidate is based as long as the work is done to a high standard. And mm. again, that's what, it, that's what it really comes down to me, I suppose, um, democratizing labor markets. And it's all, yeah, I suppose it's, it's really embracing remote work and creating, I suppose, fairness across the globe in terms of what your skill set is effectively. So again, I suppose there are, geographical boundaries preventing someone from earning a high salary uh, have been crushed by the Web3 movement. And I think it's accelerating the, whilst obviously Web2 companies are are, are working towards um, remote first environments as well, there is no doubt about it that Web3 is accelerating and pioneering in that respect. So again, again, you could go on about the yeah, obviously, there's so many different different people, different backgrounds, have different perspectives as to what Web three means to them. But that would be my main key takeaway. Um, so I suppose it's uh, I suppose in terms of market data, in terms of recruitment, yeah, we're working on global market data for the most part, not local market data, which is absolutely fantastic. I love it. I love it. So when you're speaking about democratizing the labor market, I think earlier you mentioned that you've been recruiting from 20 plus countries. Right. And um, I, I assume that if you're recruiting from, from those countries, all of that work is being done on a remote basis. Uh, yeah. Is there any advice that you usually give to your clients as they're getting ready to get into to these remote roles? Like, What, what, what is work in those scenarios like? In Web3, there's a great degree of flexibility. Very flex Clients are very, very flexible in terms of time zones for the most part. And in terms of working hours as well, they're very, very flexible with respect to that. And they know that. And I suppose there is a shortfall of good solidity talent, good rust talent, for example. And even people with even strong business development professionals, strong marketing professionals in the space, yeah, again, it's kind of comes down to kind of in a lot of instances a scarcity issue, and it's a employee-led marketplace in um mm. in the Web three space, especially for those with good experience in the space. And again, employers are reacting accordingly, so they know for themselves if if they want the best, they have to I suppose how would I best describe it? I suppose ponder to 
the employees request a lot more as well. Okay. Well, t- tell me, uh, I- I'm thinking about like in these remote environments, I'm thinking about job security. You know, it's it's sort of, it's a little bit tougher to r- lay off somebody who you have to see every day, you know, who lives in your neighborhood and might, you know, yeah. you, you may come into contact in on the train or on, on the local commute. But maybe not so difficult to lay off somebody who's in a completely different country who you've never seen in person. You may never come into contact. Is is job security high in in these high or low in in these remote environments? Naturally, it's a very volatile space, as you know, um, and in turn, job security is very very low. Um, so I would always advise candidates to research the project for yourself um, not only to make a good impression in the interview but to try and gain gain an understanding for yourself as to whether this project can be viable throughout bear markets throughout difficult periods absolutely um, and I suppose with Web3 I suppose it's very risk reward I suppose so and we're noticing that throughout the bear market I suppose there is that I suppose on the employer side that impulsive hire is no longer isn't as prevalent but on the employee side, it's great that the candidates are doing a lot more research into the project, which allows me to have more engaging dialogue about the projects with them. And it's going to come back to risk reward, I suppose, to compensate for that job security, to reflect that level of risk. I think employers in the space largely are willing to um, compensate new entrants with good vesting schedules um usually the industry standard would be a three-year vesting schedule um with a one-year or six-month cliff and i suppose the goal with respect to that would be that those tokens or that equity will be worth significantly more at the end of that vesting schedule and that's a great tool in terms of employee retention and there's actually a funny story in terms of i was going through a few old messages and somebody messaged me back to say that they wouldn't entertain a job with a salary less than 250k. I looked up the token price a few months ago. It's worth probably half now. But during the bull market, that 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 allocation would, would have been worth about 2.5 million. So... Again, you look at the total compensation package and again the tokens play a huge factor um in terms of any potential deal. And I suppose the moral of that story really is I suppose to look at the possibilities um in terms of deciding your next job. If you believe a project can be huge, you could you could potentially make um an uh you could be very, very handsomely compensated. Um but to come back to your original question, yes, there is a higher degree of risk, but for, Entering into such a booming sector that if you gain good, strong experience, whether it's technical or non-technical, there's maybe not job security with that particular employer, but you're ensuring job security in your profession and more importantly, within the industry itself. Nice. Yeah. Thank, thanks for sharing some of those tips, Owen. That, that, that wow, 10x on, on, on your on Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> something. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, but you, you mentioned a couple of terms there, and maybe you can help us to to decipher sure. some of those terms. So, uh, vesting schedule uh, is something that I understand as sort of being like a staking period where you, you, yeah. your tokens are sort of sit, yeah, they, they they sit untouched for a little while, and then after that period, Correct. then you're able to 
maybe sell them or, or do whatever you want with them. But then what what was the the, the second term, uh, Cliff? What was that? Cliff. So yeah, that's um. So effectively, those. So a cliff is um. So over the course of that vesting schedule, if you were on a vesting schedule of say thirty thousand tokens over a three year period, you would receive ten thousand tokens after year one, ten, another ten thousand after year two, and the next ten thousand after year three. So that's what I meant uh, in respect to a cliff. Yeah. Oh, you mean in terms of it? It, it just yeah. stops. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah, you. absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So um, again, that's another industry. That's like I suppose that's where I suppose in terms of employee engagement and where the industry really needs to um work on these strategies um to maintain that the employees stay within a project longer than the vesting schedule as well. And that is a problem that a lot of employee employ, employers in the space will probably um encounter in the short to medium term. Hmm. Okay, I, I get you. That that make makes me think of you know, like how employee retention works, because especially in, in Web3 and in blockchain, we, yeah. we've heard a lot about the 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 great resignation that's been yeah. happening uh, across the globe <laughs> and people leaving their jobs and, and trying different things and becoming entrepreneurs. Is that something that has been affecting Web3 and blockchain as well? No, people want to get into the space. I suppose what is really relevant, though, is um, a lot of people want to enter the space in their own terms. So a lot of candidates might, for example, want to work on side projects or passion projects alongside their full-time job or do some extra freelancing work. But yeah, no, the, the great resignation isn't um really applicable to the crypto space. Everyone or the vast majority of people are passionate about the space that want to build their respective ecosystems. And whilst there is people kind of, there's a lot of misconceptions, I suppose, with respect to the amount of money you can make to a large degree. And I suppose that does bring in bad actors. But for the most part, a lot of people are very passionate about the space and they want to build. And I suppose they know that for the most part, people know that they're working on something much greater than themselves. So, no, the great resignation hasn't affected um people whatsoever, I suppose, in, in the crypto space. Completely the opposite, yeah. Well, tell me, uh, Owen, so... I'm thinking of, so initially you mentioned a few things that we should do if if the audience were looking to to get into Web3. So doing your research and your due diligence into these different jobs and and, uh, using LinkedIn as a way to reach out and and figure out what's happening in the ecosystem. Do you have any advice for what the audience shouldn't do? Like what, what what are the steps that they should not take if they were hoping to to get into Web3? Yeah, so again, to answer that question, I suppose uh, LinkedIn um, Connection of Mine did a great post with respect to that uh, recently. And he advised that candidates reverse reference check a project in the space. And I thought that was a great, great um, piece of advice. And he actually gave a few very good examples with respect to that. So he said, look at the numbers, look at how much they've raised, look at the found, look at the founders, um, look at their background. Because let's be honest, there is a lot of bullshitters in the space and look at the product status. And I suppose don't be afraid to ask difficult questions um, in the interview stage as well, because you will find that with a lot of these projects, their code base isn't up to scratch. They They might have a very good pitch deck, a very shiny pitch deck that's promising the world, but 
to have very little idea of how to execute upon that. So again, research, 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 absolutely. Do a key in-depth, do a deep dive with the founders. Don't be afraid to ask difficult questions during the interviews. And I suppose understand as well who the investors are within the projects as well, if it is very early stage as well. And yeah, because again, come back, there is a degree of risk involved with, and there is low job security. So if you are looking for something in the, if you are looking for a long-term project to really bite your teeth into, a few hours is a very small price to pay of research. Absolutely. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so I, I get what you're saying is, is don't take it for granted. You know, like a lot Absolutely, of times. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I suppose just, I suppose with respect to the industry as a whole, I suppose, um, yeah, just, I suppose for anyone coming into Web2, not only research the projects themselves, but also understand that we are working in high growth startups, whether it's um projects that feature prominently on CoinMarketCap or Series A projects, they're growing and building at a rapid rate. So I suppose in terms of, from a HR point of view, um, I suppose that's an area that the industry as a whole really needs to improve upon, really, I suppose, in terms of, proper contracts, better appreciation of employment law, various different things like that. And we've seen recent instances where that has become very, very apparent. Hmm, I get you. All right. Well, Owen, I've, I've got one last question for you. Of course. Uh, you, you definitely shared a, a ton of information with us about the industry. And th- this is the, the same question that I've been asking to all of our guests here on the podcast. Uh, so we're, we're sitting here in 2022 right now. If you and I came back in 2027, five years from now, I'm wondering what do you think would have changed in the blockchain and Web3 environment? Can you give us a prediction of what you think is going to happen? Yeah, so I think that a lot of um, Web2 companies will uh, will be on board. Um, I think that, I suppose, from a talent perspective, uh, I think that... A lot of these Web3 projects are probably as as whilst talent, good talent, industry talent is scarce. I think that we don't appreciate, I don't think a lot of Web3 companies don't appreciate what's next. A lot of Web2 companies will come into the space. They will be working on blockchain projects. They'll be working on metaverse projects of their own. And I guess with respect to that, those, those projects will have proper proper infrastructures that um proper hr procedures job security as well and which a lot of these web3 projects won't have so i think there will be um a lot more competition from i think there'll be a basically a face-off between and a real scrap for talent between web3 projects and established web2 brands for this same talent that we're bringing into the industry today well, Owen, I mean, it's been amazing having you here on the show. I uh, definitely appreciate all of the insight that you shared. Yeah, great. And I'm very much looking forward to the um, next week. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good, it's going to, it's going to be great. And yeah, very much looking forward to taking part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I'd encourage all of the listeners to definitely check out your speech and uh, hear what, what you have to say about headhunting, about human resources, about getting jobs in, in Web3 and in blockchain. And um, look forward to seeing you at Web3 Delight Lagos, Owen. Absolutely. Much appreciated. Have a great day. Thanks.